Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the Nun Report. Hey, uh, I was out yesterday. I apologize for missing the show. I had some personal issues I had to take care of, and so those are now taken care of. Nothing serious, just, uh, you know, once in a while things come up that you just got to put priority on and they usually involve family and, uh, but, but nothing serious. Like I said, it's all good. So, and yesterday was a slow day, a news day anyway. I mean, really what happened yesterday was they had a failed house speaker house vote for Jim Jordan. And today it failed again, even by a couple of more members. I'm really, uh, I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised, not surprised at all. Disappointed though, in what is going on in the House of Representatives and the fact that they can't come to the consensus. You have 20 rhino deep state, 22 rhino deep state uh, people who just refuse, refuse to listen to the American people. The American people are calling in. They're flooding their phone lines and saying, this is what we want. This is what we want. And basically they've decided, you know what? We know best. We're pissed off. We got our feelings hurt. We don't believe in the conservative America first values and we don't believe in you and we don't want to hear you. So therefore we're going to do whatever the fuck we want anyway. That's about all I'm going to say on that matter today. I did a pretty big episode on it on Monday, but uh, th- that's all I'm going to say today because really what else is there to say at this point? At this point in time, it's, it's, it's going to be where it's going to be. Hopefully they can figure this out pretty soon. But on the bright side, keep this in mind. Hakeem Jeffries has now lost 17 House Speaker votes in a row. I think that's some sort of record. I think Hakeem Jeffries actually holds the record for losing the most House Speaker votes in a row. So, you know, you can say whatever you want about McCarthy or about Jim Jordan. Hakeem Jeffries holds the true record for losing the most votes in a row, I think, ever in U.S. history. I would have to, somebody check that for me and let me know. Our illustrious leader, Swiss cheese for brains, poopy pants, potato head, whatever you want to call him, puppet, decided to go over to Israel. He spent all of about three hours there and basically just made a fool of himself and the United States. He mumbled, he bumbled, he did not fall down a ladder or up a ladder that we know of, that we know of. But he did go over there and mumble and bumble, give $100 million to uh, to Hamas, and on top, that's on top of the $6 billion he's already released for Iran. And uh, just, just went over there, uh, and we're going to, we're going to show some clips here. I want to comment on them. There's a few key things I'd like to say. First of all, Joe Biden was not born in Israel, although uh, today he claimed that he was. He he announced that he was born in Israel. Very bizarre sort of uh, remarks that he gave. And then the aid that we're talking about giving. Why is it that? Why is it that when we're giving aid, the Palestinians when they're getting aid, how come it's not the Muslim countries giving them aid? Why do we need to give the Palestinians aid? Aren't there tons of Muslim countries all over the fucking world that could give them aid? No, no. The United States have to give them aid. Well, at the same time, arming Israel to their teeth, arming Ukraine to their teeth, I'm going to bounce into all that as well. Take a quick look at the economy. We'll take a quick look. Uh, home mortgage rates have risen above 8% for the first time in a very long time. And we're going to look at the impact of that real quick. Take a look at the southern border. I mean, basically, Joe Biden has brought us, you know, two wars, 
massive fentanyl overdose records. Over 100,000 people killed by fentanyl every year. The most, the highest overdoses ever. So we got two new wars so far, so far. We got record overdose deaths in the United States. We have a border in chaos. They want to talk chaos. That's the, that's the liberal term nowadays, chaos. You want to talk fucking chaos? Look at the southern border. That is chaos. That is chaos. We have interest rates going through the roof. We've lost respect throughout the world. And we have energy. Energy. Prices. Of course, when a candidate runs on putting it into the fossil fuel industry and declares war on carbon fuels, well, then that's what you're going to get, right? Anyway, let's start off with what happened in Israel with uh, Joe Biden, your <laughs> our commander-in-chief, Mr. Swiss Cheese for Brains himself. Let's start off with the best of the best, shall we? Check it out. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much. Oh, well, uh, I can't remember what the hell I was going to say, and so I'm just, uh, just going to mumble along in here. You know, we're going to go, we're going to go into that later. I'm taking too much time. I'm taking too much time to pick my brain for the memory of what I wanted to say in prepared remarks that I'm sure he had prepared in his head he was going to say five minutes before he went out in front of the microphone. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me just, uh, 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 you know, uh, he gave me this remarks and, uh, uh, you know, his name, uh, mm, no, never, never mind, it's taking too long. Never mind. But we'll talk about that later. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was this gem as well. The state of Israel was born to be a safe place for the Jewish people of the world. That's why I was born. Long said, if Israel didn't exist, we'd have to invent it. While it may not feel that way today, Israel must again be a safe place for the Jewish people. <laughs> what the hell was that? First he starts off, Israel was a safe place for the Jewish people. That's where I was born. Did you want to hear it again? Let's play it one more time. Check it out. The state of Israel was born to be a safe place for the Jewish people of the world. That's why I was born. Long said, if Israel didn't exist, we'd have to invent it. While it may not feel that way today, Israel... <laughs> if Israel didn't exist, we'd have to invent it. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, I usually don't get an ay, ay, ay until we're halfway through the show, but today it had to come in early. This was a, this was a stellar performance, a very classic performance by Joseph Biden. And, um, and I'm happy that uh, I get to share it with you so that I don't have to suffer through it alone. You've probably seen a lot of these clips. I want to go through them anyway and comment, but when he says, all right, so we, we, we did the dumb stuff. These are, these are the things, I mean, these are just brain farce this is joe being dementia biden the guy that he is nowadays in his at this point in his life as a 80 year old 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 man i'm gonna be there one day soon and i hope that my brain is a little more intact 
than his is I kind of think it will be. I feel, I'm feeling like it's going to be. I'm feeling like it's going to be because I'm feeling pretty good right now. So he, uh, he continued on. So we got this silliness out of the way. Let's take a look at the, the, the serious gaffes and mistakes he made because those just make him and him look like a fool. What I'm going to show you next makes America look like a fool. Check it out. Justice must be done. But I caution this while you feel that rage. Don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the United States. While we sought justice and got justice, we also made mistakes. I'm the first U.S. president to visit Israel in time of war. Oh, he's proud of that. I've made wartime decisions. I know the choices are never clear or easy for the leadership. There's always cost, but it requires being deliberate. It requires asking very hard questions. It requires clarity about the objectives and an honest assessment about whether the path you're on will achieve those objectives. <clears throat> the vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. I'm going to focus on the end of that. The vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas. Followed up with, Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Excuse me. That is exactly who Hamas represents. They were elected to represent the Palestinian people. They do control Gaza. They do control the Palestinian people. Hamas is the elected leadership of the so-called nation of Palestine. And, and Joe Biden just gets up. They, Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. You fucking idiot. Or, no, more so, he thinks that we're stupid. He's obviously an idiot. We all know that. But when he says things like that, and when his speechwriters put shit like that in front of him, they think that we are stupid. Of course Hamas represents the Palestinian people. They were elected to represent the Palestinian people. And you can sit there and say all you want, Hamas is not Palestinian and Palestinians are not Hamas. Bullshit. Bullshit. Hamas controls Gaza. Hamas controls the Palestinian people. Hamas makes the policies and sets the direction of the Palestinian movement. So don't sit there and tell me or anybody else with you know more than two brain cells, unlike you, that, uh, you know... <laughs> Well, they don't, they, don't re they don't represent them. Man, the majority of Palestinians are peaceful, loving people. Yeah, let's just fucking bring them to our country. You know, there's a bill to bring a million, a million Palestinian refugees to the United States. Oh, that's a great fucking idea. We got a wide open southern border that's already bringing in massive undocumented people. A lot of gotaways. We don't know who the hell they are, where they're coming from, or what their intentions are. And now, yeah, let's just, let's just fly in another million Palestinians. Let's settle them, in fact, into districts and we can elect more uh, terrorist sympathizers like Rashid Tlaib and Ilan Omar. Yeah, let, in fact, let's move all of these people into certain districts in the country, just like Obama did. And then they can elect their radical Islamic 
terrorist sympathizers into office to infiltrate our government from within. A wonderful idea. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. And you say that Trump was an insurrectionist, that Trump was trying to overthrow the government? You motherfuckers are the people that are actually doing it. The Biden regime is the actual administration that's doing everything that they said that Trump would, leading us into wars, leading us toward World War III. You know how close we are to nu nuclear war? I mean, it is right there on the table. And, and that's not hyperbole, as Biden would say. It's right there. We've got war in two regions of the world. Looking at three, if we go into if if, if China decides to trek across the straits there and take over Taiwan, we can't even replenish our own troops. In fact, the Defense Department is saying that we have sent so many munitions over to Ukraine that we can't even replenish our own troops. You want to talk about traitorous activities? You want to talk about people? that are overthrowing this nation? I'd be happy to talk about that. Check it out. The people of Gaza need food, water, medicine, shelter. Today I asked the Israeli cabinet who I met with for some time this morning to agree to the delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance to civilians in Gaza based on the understanding that there will be inspections that the aid should go to civilians, not to Hamas. Israel agreed the humanitarian assistance can begin to move from Egypt to Gaza. But let me be clear. If Hamas diverts or steals the assistance, they will have demonstrated once again that they have no concern for the welfare of the Palestinian people. And it will end. <clears throat> As a practice. All right, hold on. Hold on there. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna interject. Once again, so... You mean they've fucked us before? You mean they've gone back on their word before? You mean that they've completely disregarded all of their agreements before? But how many chances are you going to give them? How many times do you need to walk into their den and kowtow to them and bow to them and give them fucking money and resources that they then use to terrorize Israelis and others? That's a very telling Statement right there. I just, want, I just wanted to stop and, and, and focus in on that once again. So this has happened before where Hamas didn't honor their word, where Hamas... <laughs> God. He's a fucking idiot. It will matter. It will, it will stop the international community from being able to provide this aid. <clears throat> We're working in close cooperation with the government of Egypt the United Nations and its agencies like the World Program and other partners in the region to get trucks moving across the border as soon as possible. Separately, I ask Israel that the global community demand that the International Red Cross be able to visit hostages. I just demanded that the United States fully adjust demand that the United States... He demanded! Today, I'm also announcing... $100 million of new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. This money will support more than 1 million displaced and conflict-affected Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. Well, I feel a lot better now that Joe Biden has demanded. Demanded. This is a guy, you know, he was going to meet with Jordan. He was going to meet with uh, the PLO. He was going to meet with Hamas leadership. 
imagine negotiating with terrorists. That's the kind of POS we have in office right now. They all dissed him. So he's on the plane over and they said, oh no, we're not meeting with you because of the fake hospital bombing. No, no I'm going to talk about that too. We're not meeting with you. We're not going to meet with you. So he got over there and he got to meet with uh, with Netanyahu in the cabinet and that's it. All the other planned stops and, and meetings that he had, they completely dissed him because he doesn't command respect. So, you, you, you know, I hate to say this, Swiss cheese for brains, you are in no place to demand anything. Not a single thing. As far as giving 100 million in aid to the Palestinians, so now we're funding both sides of the conflict, just like we have a habit of doing as the United States of America. $100 million. But we're going to have checks. We're going to have, we're going to guarantee, we're going to make sure that we can in, have inspections and make sure that it only is going to civilians. Really? Really? How are you going to guarantee and ensure and inspect that once these things enter Hamas-controlled territory with an elected leadership of Hamas in no-go war zones, how do you know that these supplies are going toward to civilians and not being used by Hamas? You don't. There's no way, there's no way to put checks and balances in place. There's no way to guarantee that they're not falling into palace. You, you, lip service, word salad, bullshit. Biden has been a con artist and scammer his entire political career and he's still doing it. This money is not going to go to the Palestinians. It's going to go to support their war effort. Oh, sure. Sure, they're going to do some propaganda videos. They're going, to, they're going to get a few things out there and try to show the world that, man, we're, we're peaceful, loving people. We're taking care of... Israel is the bad guy. Said the terrorist who likes to cut heads off babies and little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So let's just see how that works. Food, water, and medicine to Hamas. That is what Joe Biden has promised. $100 million worth. Once again, we're funding two sides of a war. Think of that. We're going to give Hamas. Joe Biden is funding Hamas to the tune of $100 million in their war effort, while at the same time, he's asking for $100 billion to continue funding wars in Ukraine and Israel to fund Ukraine and Israel to fight their wars. And at the same time, by declaring war on the carbon industry has raised energy prices through the roof that Russia is cashing in on to find you, you see what's happening right here, right? The U S is funding both sides of two wars at this point. We've enabled Russia to make a shit ton of cash from high energy prices to fund their war machine while at the same time arming Ukraine to the teeth to fight them to the death, to the blood of a nation so that they can become wealthy and so the military industrial complex can, can become wealthy. And now we're doing it again. 
We're going to give Hamas money to continue supporting their war effort. We're buying them time from a ground invasion, which Israel should be doing right now. While at the same time, providing massive funding to Israel. <laughs> we're like, we're, we're, this is sadistic shit. This is horrible. This is the United States of America. And, and, and you know, why do people hate us so much? Well, I don't know. Maybe because we've been funding war around the fucking world for the last hundred years. Wars that serve no national interest to the United States of America. Israel can take care of themselves. Okay? They've got a really cool, awesome military. The more we put our footprint on what's going on over there, the worse the outcome will be. And the greater chance it has to become a more, uh, uh, an expanded conflict regionally or even globally. When you have war hawks like Lindsey Graham out there and his sort of like, his sort of ilk, right? <sighs> Check this one out. Today I'm also announcing oh. $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanity. $100 million in new U.S. funding. Yeah, we, we got that at the end of the last little clip. We got that in the last little clip. So just to, just to, just to recap, uh, President Biden, and, and of course they tweeted this. Well, yeah, I say they because everybody knows that Biden has not once sent out a single, well, they're not called tweets anymore. It's, it's X. So they're called, uh, I would assume, quote or posts, posts or something like that. Just announced $100 million for humanitarian assistance. This money will support over 1 million displaced and conflicted, and we will have mechanisms we tell mechanisms in place to make sure this aid reaches those in need and not Hamas terrorist groups. <laughs> what, tell us about those mechanisms. That, that's the thing. I want the details. If you're going to sit there and give $100 million of U.S. treasure to a country that's controlled by terrorists, I want to know the details. What mechanisms do you have in place, Joe, to make sure that this doesn't fall into the hands of Hamas? How are you going to have these inspections inside of no-go war zones? You can demand all you want. Hamas is going to laugh in your freaking face because you're pathetic. Check this one out. My message to any state or any other hostile actor thinking about attacking Israel. May yeah, so this is... This is Joe Biden's foreign policy in Israel. This is it. It, it. We're going to give, we're going to give Hamas $100 million. I'm going to show up for three hours in Israel and mumble through a few speeches and make a fool out of myself and by connection to the United States of America. And here's, bottom line, here's my policy in the Middle East. Any state or any other hostile actor thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, granddad. <laughs> don't. That, that, that's, that's the extent of his foreign policy. Don't. <laughs> don't. All right. Of course, you know, let me make myself clear. The vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas, and Hamas does not represent a Palestinian people. Yes, they do. They're the elected leadership of the Palestinian people. They control Gaza. Hamas is Gaza. You're giving $100 million to Hamas. 
Let's make that clear, okay? Let's make that part clear. Another clip. But the point is this, that uh, um, I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. Look at him reading off his note cards. I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team. The other team. Not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. Not the enemy. The the bombing of the hospital was not done by the enemy. The bombing of the hospital was not done by terrorists. The the bombing of the hospital was not done by complete freaking religious zealot whack jobs. No, no, no. It wasn't done by savages. It wasn't done by terrorists. I think I already said terrorists, but I said it again. No, it was done by the other team. Team? Team? This is not flag fucking football. God, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Other than the fact he's Swiss cheese for brains. Unbelievable. So you want to talk about this hospital, this hospital bombing? Oh, yeah, you know, the hospital not, not bombing. In fact, the hospital wasn't destroyed at all. Munitions fell in the parking lot of this hospital, as it turns out. But that didn't stop congressional representatives people that are there to represent the United States of America. It didn't stop them from inciting violence around the world. It didn't stop them from coming out and just knee-jerk emotional reaction, being terrorist sympathizers and supporting and believing that, yes, oh, Hamas said this, so it must be true. So we're going to jump all over Twitter. We're going to jump all over, and we're going to repeat it over and over and over again. Riots erupted around the world at U.S. embassies, at U.S. bases, including in Iraq. In I- this is this is insane, and and these people are traitors. They need to be removed from Congress right now. So it turns out this hospital that's been you know contentious here for the last you know twenty four hours or so, it was not in fact bombed by Israel. All evidence points toward a malfunctioned low-tech missile from uh, Islamic Jihad that hit didn't even hit the hospital. It hit the parking lot. But of course, they were right at Johnny on the spot, Hamas was, to make sure they get all the video of the blown-up cars in the parking lot and all of that. But the hospital still stands. 500 people did not die in this blast. Unless 500 people happen to be having a big barbecue or party in the parking lot, I guess. That could have happened. I, it, yeah, we'll see about that. You know, the, the terrorist in chief in Congress right now, uh, Rashid Tlaib, said this, Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, or yeah, Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, patients, just like that, bam. Yeah, at POTUS, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian American and Muslim Americans like me. You mean terrorists, traitors, treasonous fucks like you? Yeah, okay. We will remember where you stood. Fine. Here's where I stand. You're a piece of shit. You're a traitor to this country. You should be deported. You're a terrorist. You have infiltrated this country from within and are spreading your lies and your bullshit from your pulpit. This tweet is still up, by the way. 
Didn't take it down. Got ratioed big time. Because it's a complete lie and fabrication. She jumped on the train, as did Ilan Omar. Of course, another terrorist sympathizer. Another Muslim who has no business being installed by Obama. These two people. Okay. Bombing hospitals among the gravest of war crimes. The IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, for those that don't know, I'm assuming that, that this, I would hope that the people listening to me do. Reportedly blowing up one of the few places the injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war is horrific. Mm. At POTUS needs to push for an immediate ceasefire to end the slaughter. No. Continue. Cut. Hamas's nuts off. Try to avoid as many civilian casualties as you can, but do what you need to do and eradicate the cancer that is among you. That's my, that's my position, okay? Call me a warmonger. Call me, call me whatever the hell you want. I, don't, I really don't care. And, and Summer Lee, of course, another Islamic extremist, another terrorist, another Muslim in our midst, another traitor that has infiltrated our government. There is no moral ambiguity. Bombing a hospital is reprehensible and a war crime. Many have courageously spoken out about the importance of adhering to international law, even in response to heinous acts. This is why. And this is why we must demand a hashtag ceasefire now. Finally, and thankfully, Biden left the Middle East. But not after the damage was done. And still, none of these members of Congress that are traitors to the United States have uh, come out and um, apologized or retracted anything that they said. They are completely on board with what they said, even though they know it's now a lie, even though they know that it was not Israel that bombed the hospital because, and, that, and that the hospital wasn't even bombed. They got their talking points out there. They got their, they got their stuff out there, and they're not going to retract it. They don't care. They don't care. They hate you. They hate America. They have no business being here, let alone being representatives in the Congress of the United States of America. Are you fucking kidding me? Man. Angry. Angry. Sorry for so many F-bombs today. No, I'm not, actually. That's just who I am. That's what, it's what it is. You know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Finally, Biden left, and he managed to get up the short steps without uh, without falling down. Of course, who knows what happened once he got inside. He doesn't do the tall red carpet steps anymore because we all know what happens when he tries to do that. But thankfully, he's gone. So he spent, he traveled to the other side of the world, made it, just to summarize, traveled to the other side of the world, completely humiliated himself, the United States, was there for all of three hours. In that time, humiliated himself and the United States, promised $100 million to Hamas, and demanded, demanded that Red Cross personnel get to visit the hostages. You know where this is leading, right? He's going to pay money for the hostages. They're going to use the money to continue their war effort and fund their terrorism. All right, bringing it back to the home front here, but still, uh, still somewhat related, but not, but not. Let's just check it out. So, if you remember back in 2016, 
this guy, uh, Douglas Mackey, he put up a, a tweet that said, hey, if you want to, no need to go to the polls, you can vote for Hillary just by tweeting to this number. Completely made up number that didn't actually work. It was a joke. It was satirical. It was a meme. He's been sentenced to seven months in prison. So Twitter troll slap with prison sentence over misle- misleading election memes. Douglas Mackey, who ran a Twitter account with over 58,000 followers, was sentenced to seven months in prison Wednesday for a meme he shared on social media during the 2016 election. Mackey was convicted by a jury in March of conspiring to deprive others of their right to vote because people are stupid. They didn't realize it was a meme and it was satirical. Anyway, which carried a potential sentence of up to 10 years. Can you imagine 10 years? The meme that led to his conviction was a fake flyer encouraging Clinton supporters to flyer uh, to vote from home via text message. Avoid, this was the tweet, avoid the line, text Hillary to 59925, vote for Hillary and be a part of history. So the argument was that interfered in the election because people actually bought into it and tried to do that. And as a result, they did not go out and vote. So he's getting seven months in prison. Meanwhile, a liberal activist who did the same thing, including Trump signs and wearing a MAGA hat and everything, tweeted this. Christina Wong tweeted, hey, Trump supporters, skip poll lines at hashtag election 2016. Same election. And text in your vote. Text votes are legit. Or vote tomorrow on Super Wednesday. Not Tuesday. Wednesday. So, let me get this straight. A conservative guy puts out a satirical meme suggesting that people should text their votes for Hillary. He goes to prison for seven months and this woman does not go to prison at all. But wait. Wait, there's more. And if you hold on, you might also get this. We're doing the ShamWow commercial now. Okay, here we go. So like I said, the New York Times, I'm using that for a purpose. Man who spread misinformation on Trump's behalf sentenced to seven months. The man, Douglas Mackey, spread internet memes meant to fool. Meant to fool people. No, it was a fucking joke. <laughs> Moron. Fool people into not voting for Hillary Clinton in 2016, as we've already pointed out that Christina Wong did the same thing to Trump supporters, but she's roaming around free, probably still being a community activist and spreading misinformation. This is the sad part. So this guy gets seven months for misleading information because he posted a satirical meme, you know, post on Twitter. Meanwhile, Rochester man given 180 days in jail for raping girls. The victims were between four and nine years old at the time. There is no moving on or getting over it one said in court. And you wonder why we're so messed up here. You wonder why we have rampant crime going around. You wonder why 
four or nine-year-old girls are getting raped by animals like this. Well, he got his jollies, and, and who knows? Maybe there's other victims. These are the ones he got convicted of. He's going to spend less time in prison. And I'm sure his rap sheet is long. He's going to spend less time in prison. Oh, look at his name too, by the way. Muhammad Bakira Shia. Hmm. I think there's a Muslim background with that dude. Don't know. Could be. He's going to spend less time in prison than somebody who put out a joke on the internet in the form of a tweet. Did you know that the Department of Justice is actually is actually appealing the sentences of some of these people? They don't think that 22 years is enough considering uh, one guy got 22 years, wasn't even in the state, wasn't even there, didn't step foot on the Capitol grounds. So they're going to uh, appeal that saying that he should have a longer sentence. And they're doing this for many of the defendants that have already been sent, already been tried, already been convicted, already sentenced. Now they're appealing. The Department of Justice is appealing the sentence of the J6 protesters to make the sentences longer. Not good enough. 20 years isn't, 22 years isn't good enough. Not good enough. Meanwhile, today, we had an insurrection happening in the, the Cannon Building, which is where the congressional offices are. So this wasn't the, you know, the Capitol Building, so to speak, where the, where the votes are taken on the floor and, and that sort of thing. But the Cannon Building, which is, again, where the congressional offices are, Hamas supporters that were, that were gathering infiltrated it and took over it and, and actually threatened people. Many were arrested. But this is what an insurrection really looks like. You know what? These people need to have, do you think they're going to end up in the J6 Gulag? Do you think that the Department of Justice is going to go after them with the same gusto that they've gone after the Trump supporters that were involved in January 6th? Of course they're not going to. But they should. Because they defined, they made the rules, they made the new definition of what an insurrection is. And by their very own definition, by their very own standards that they have put up, this, in fact, is also an insurrection. If you believe that J6 was, which they said it is, then you also have to conclude that this, as well, is an insurrection. Check it out. The members, the House members, have their offices. And uh, what I've noticed in just the past couple of moments is that the House Sergeant-at-Arms and the House Administration Committee has put out a memo restricting all access to the House office buildings for only the people who work here, people who are staff, people who are members, journalists like myself. And I'm looking over the, uh, uh, the side here. There's still probably about 20 or 30 police officers on the ground of the rotunda and there's still probably maybe a good hundred or so chanting on the floor. Up here on the balcony where we are, and this is what's different, is that we started to see a lot of the protesters come up here and we're chanting up here where a lot of the reporters and correspondents do their live shots from. 
in the past three or four minutes, uh, there's probably anywhere from 15 to 20 Capitol Police who have moved in and are starting to arrest some of the demonstrators up here. This is a massive protest, and it doesn't seem like right now, it's not been violent or anything like that, but there are certainly more of them than they have U.S. Capitol. This is... These are people who are terrorist sympathizers. These are people who want to support Hamas it, because it, it, let's just let's make this real, real straightforward. If you support Palestinians, you are supporting Hamas because the Palestinians have elected Hamas to be their leadership. You get that, right? Let's just, let's just understand this. Here's a couple more clips from the insurrection that's going on at the Capitol there today. Check it out. Weird, right? Again, these are all Hamas and terrorist sympathizers. There's no other way to describe them. You can call them whatever you want. You can call them whatever you want. So we've given $6 billion to Iran. We've, uh, and it needs to be refrozen. I mean, how, I don't know how anybody could argue that it shouldn't be refrozen. It should never been given. There should not be another red U.S. cent given to Iran for humanitarian purposes or any other purpose. Make it, how, how, how bad is bad enough? Make it bad enough so that their people will, will overthrow their government. No humanitarian need, uh, uh, no aid. Don't let them sell another drop of oil that we can control. Enforce the sanctions that are there. Uh, we get, we can't, uh, I'm going to touch on a couple of other things. So we're going to talk about, uh, real quick here, we're going to talk about uh, the uh, climate change because we've got to talk about climate change. We're going to look at the border. We're going to look at interest rates. And uh, and we are going to look at uh, one more. Actually, before we go there, I want to, I, I don't I don't agree with uh, Rubio a lot. I think that the guy is, uh, he's been an extreme disappointment. But in this, I agree with him on. This was from a couple of days ago. I meant to play it. But the show ran out of time. Check it out. Well, first of all, it's the existing law of the country, right? You're not, our laws basically say that you are inadmissible under a visa, student visa, to be a teacher here, to be a tourist, whatever, if you are a supporter of a designated terrorist group. And then this week, we see people marching at universities and in the streets of our country and so forth, calling for intifada, uh, celebrating what Hamas has done, uh, justifying what Hamas has done. These are supporters of Hamas. Those people who are here, okay, on a visa to be a student, to be a professor, whatever, those people need to go. I agree, 100%. Deport them now. See, the problem is we're fighting a war. <laughs> Look, we're fighting a war right now. Before, before I move on to the last few little segments, because I do want to take a look at interest rates and the border and that sort of thing. But this reminded me that we are fighting a war right now. This is not some... We're not bystanders in this. The problem is, the problem is, is that right now only one side understands that we're fighting a war and is fighting it. 
spreading their hate and their religion throughout the world with the intent purpose of destroying those who won't bow to them. And that is Islam. So I just want to make sure that that's understood. Anyway, let's get an update on what's, you know, I mean, the climate's important, right? And health equity is an important part of climate change. According to our uh, Human Health Services Secretary, <laughs> Xavier What we've learned Becerra. through COVID and what we're going to see more vividly through climate change is that we cannot have a public health system that is a patchwork of good health and bad health. Uh, and unfortunately, because the Constitution left the authority for health care to the states, we have a patchwork. Uh, and COVID was perfect proof of that. Uh, there is no way we will deal well with any pandemic in the future and no way we will be able to weave together the infrastructure that we need to deal with climate change if we don't weave together the 50 states in dealing with health care, which means we have to have a universal system of public I want to key in on what he said during that statement. Unfortunately, the Constitution left health care up to the states. These people do not support the Constitution. They don't, they, they would, they would just as soon shred it or wipe their ass with it. And sorry for the crude analogy, but it's true. They don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in the Republic of the United States of America. They don't believe in state rights. They believe the federal government should be, everything should be centrally controlled by the federal government. In other words, we should be a communist nation. And we should provide universal health care, universal housing, universal income. And nobody who's a common man will have the ability to rise to the top. The cream, the cream will not rise. The cream will curdle. That's what they believe. They don't love this country. They hate you and they hate me. They hate this country. They want to change it into their democratic socialist utopia where those that have have much more and those that have a little bit have nothing. That's their purpose. Update from the border. Check this out. I mentioned we have record overdose deaths. We have fentanyl. We have child sex trafficking. All these things that are happening in a large part because of Joe Biden have been exasperated. And, you know, I hate it when this thumbnail that you're looking at right here, if you're on video today, <laughs> this happens to me all the time. And people grab a screenshot of my show or repost something. And it's always the... the it's always the worst looking thumb. I don't know why AI does that. Anyway, check it out. And you can't overstate how concerned border officials are at the number of migrants that are coming from countries with ties to terrorism. And as you noted, Fox News confirming that since the fiscal year began, October 1st, more than 16,000 known gotaways entered. They were observed and seen, not brought into custody. We don't know who they are, where they're from, or why they're here. Let's take a look, a bird's eye view from the drone up in the sky. You can see in just this sector alone, in just this area, Sandra, 
Since I've been on the ground since last week, they have encountered and apprehended six Iranians, three Lebanese, one migrant from China, one from Egypt, and one from Saudi Arabia, just in this area, just since I've been here. But because the agents are so busy processing the migrants that are giving themselves up, it's those known gotaways that have more than 60 miles of this wide open, unpatrolled, unsecure. And so it continues. Day after day, week after week, month after month, and now year after year, our border is open. If you're looking to buy a home today, you can thank President Biden and his uh, economic policies to his domestic policy of the United States for why you're no longer able to afford the home that you used to be able to afford or afford a home at all. I feel sorry for the people that are on adjustable rate mortgages. Man, when those things reset, it, and some of you, I know they've reset already, and some of you are still waiting for the reset. Most, a lot of them happen in the fall. And when they, when you get your new rate and your payment goes up a thousand bucks a month, thousand bucks a month on top of your increased fuel prices, on top of your increased electricity and natural gas and propane prices. Hey, but go buy an electric vehicle. We're going to give you a seven thousand dollar government rebate. Uh, check this out. Mortgage rates hit 8%. Yeah, see, I thought you were going to say it. I'll say it 8%. The 30-year fix has jumped 20 basis points just this week as investors digest stronger than expected economic news. So now we have an eight handle. Compare that to just 3% two years ago. What that means for a person buying a $400,000 home with 20% down is they are now paying about $1,000 more a month today than they would have just two years ago. And there you have it. I have just given you the Biden economy, the Biden border, the Biden international policy, the Biden wars, the Biden failures, the Biden placating of terrorist organizations, the massive giveaway of U.S. treasure, i.e. our tax dollars, to those that would like to destroy us and our way of life. So there you have it. That's what's going on in a nutshell today on the Nun Report. If you've just been watching, uh, or excuse me, listen, thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on on one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the Nun Report. That's where you can see the video, where you can see all the, the clips and everything that I put up and that sort of thing. And uh, I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. And on Twitter, because I... They, they nuked my old account that was the uh, so now at then report on Twitter. Help me out there, man. Let's grow that thing like crazy. Let's grow it like crazy. Or just go to my website, thedenreport.com. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.